1: Welcome back, everyone, to the Audience of One Show on Conros 106.1 and 104.5, streaming on IRLoneStar.com and available wherever you get your podcasts from. I am Andrew, broadcasting next to the guy who recently just started lying to women to pick them up. It's Dick. I stand under construction zones. Schissler. What's up, buddy?
0: Nothing much, man. Just hanging out. Apparently, I'm a liar. I like it. It's a new. Well, you just started. Yeah, I, I just started. You just started. And it's really easy. It's a craft. You have to. It's oh, you're saying it's easy. No, okay. It's easy.
1: I thought you were saying it's something that you have to learn. What's well, like a learned behavior? Well, I'm
0: pretty sarcastic. Uh-huh. So it kind of goes in between lying and being sarcastic. It's really easy to just think on your toes. Mm
1: hmm. That helps. Yeah. So I, I wanted to describe to the onesies uh, it's pretty funny. Um, the process to get in here every time, you know. I, I usually show up to do the recording for our show, and I can see through the window. And there's Dick behind the the control center there, and then it, I usually makes eye contact with me, and it's this very slow lean over to the side, and then I just hear this, as he unlocks the
0: door. I got a Matt Lauer door, and it's so Matt Lauer. It is. So I, got a, I got a Matt Lauer like door. You the literally studio. have
1: the lock button under your desk. That is so creepy. <laughs> but. Just full disclosure, it only works one way. I'm not locked in. I can get out, but to let people in, it's very, it's very funny how you <laughs> let people in and out of the studio. Oh man! So, st- st- oh, go ahead, go ahead.
0: Well, it's this is the Halloween episode. I suppose it is.
1: You know, we're, yeah. we we uh, we thought we were going to have a guest today. Uh, ends up having to reschedule. So we will hopefully have Matt Black from Ingenious Brewery next week. So this is our Halloween special. <laughs> As Much as it possibly can be,
0: yeah, it kind of flew by October has gone by really fast, and yeah, it has, man. Uh, you know, I know you are a big Halloween guy, your house is your house gets de- decorated all the time, and which is cool. I mean, I think it's kind of one of those dad things I not I don't mm-hmm. understand yet. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, now that
1: you bring that up, um, I was, or not me specifically, but my house was. Honorably mentioned in the Woodlands Halloween Decoration Contest. I didn't even know we were entered, but we were entered and we won an honorable mention. So uh, I'm bragging So a participation award. Basically, basically. But um, hey, man, it's pretty cool considering I don't do this necessarily for a competition. I just like to build stuff and the family's really into it. And so I make a lot of Halloween decorations and it's fun.
0: Too bad we can't show the audience of one... The onesie is what you actually did. I well, mean,
1: I guess I could have brought pictures we'll up, that We'll do that next
0: time. We'll do that next yeah, time. Yeah,
1: sorry I didn't have that in at the ready. My but bad. what
0: a waste of time. Honorable mention. Why did you even do it? I mean.
1: I got a sign. It's pretty awesome.
0: That's only good for a week.
1: <laughs> well, one more week, but I'm going to put it up every year, especially if I get another one next year. I'm just going to have them lined up like banners at the rafters of, you know. It's
0: like the, at the sporting coliseums, like championship yeah. honorable mention. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. That that would be the worst banner ever to have up in a in a stadium. It's like world champions 2017, 2019, 2020 honorable mention. It's like come on man, leave that off. We were there. Yeah. We participated.
0: But that's that's pretty cool, man. Uh Yeah, I'm pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, cuz I I'm, I'm not really doing anything for Halloween except for tipping a few back or something no like i'm gonna go trick-or-treating well i realize that because halloween i believe is on a tuesday this year it is and i'm i'm working at the alley so i I think i've gotta get a costume for work Mm -hmm. but i'm one of those guys who would go to parties just dressing up i'm down for that but no one's really doing anything that all my friends are very low-key this year which is kind of strange i guess we're getting older and yeah, I, like I mean... Like, you don't invite me to anything you're doing, so... Well,
1: that's usually because it's, like, family stuff, I guess, but... Where's so we See, we
0: normally do a Halloween party. You know what's funny? Okay. And if we'd done it this year, you would have been invited, I, I, but we're not doing it this I year. I gotta ask you this. So one of my buddies, who's a good friend of mine, he lives literally across the lake. Yeah? It's like a four-minute drive. Not even. Dick's a lake guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't understand that reaction to the lake, but go ahead. He really is a lake guy. I mean, I like the lake, especially in sunset. It's so nice. Uh... But what's funny, he's told me the other day. He's like, "Oh, I'm busy with kids, and like I'm doing a lot of family things." But they're having a party, and I was like, "I wonder why they never invite me over for these parties that are family parties?" Because we're close, and I, I know we're kind of close. But it's like, does Andrew think I'm an embarrassment around you know the family members? And because I can see you're, my,
1: you're my secret radio friend. Well, no,
0: I can see my buddy <laughs> thinking that of me because I'm single and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll bring beer, like you know, it's like right. And there's some clown there doing yeah. family stuff, like kids parties, like. Well,
1: you absolutely would have been invited to our Halloween party had we had it, but but
0: yeah, it's kind of funny. I'm like, all my friends who have kids never invite me over for the parties anymore. Do I? Do I? Do I well,
1: I think it is one of those things. Once you do have children, your <clears throat> your your friend circle does change because suddenly their friends, you know, your kids' friends' parents become sort of your friends as well and by yeah. proxy and so but i'm always, the events like, change, I always you know? try
0: to put myself in the position as a helper for my friends it's like if you're having a party i'll come over and help you move be stuff Be like a wingman well no just like because i know parties are stressful when you you're look stressed them.
1: here's a beer
0: yeah i'll get you beer or you know we'll move tables we'll do whatever you could
1: be like my emotional support animal yeah <laughs> emotional support friend but uh yeah
0: i guess andrew
1: and my you buddy could, just hate me and, you could wear a vest i could put the vest on you why is Dick here? You know um, that, someone has to get me a beer out of the fridge yeah. when I ring the little bell.
0: Yeah, that's that's how you impress your friends that are like the dads. Like, this guy is his own waiter.
1: Right. You have a husky. I have a human being.
0: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this weekend I went to uh, Southern Star Brewery. They had a queso cook-off.
1: For our non-Spanish-speaking uh, onesies, that's Spanish for cheese. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, what I loved about it was certain groups that were, were in the competition were clearly cooks. Like they had food trucks or whatever, and it's just for bragging rights. But then there was other groups there that were trying to promote like their business. So they just did the Velveeta stuff.
1: <laughs> it's awesome. It would have been great if they won. Well, that's what... Literally, uh, that, you can see them no, cutting the
0: boxes open and dumping it. That's what blew my mind is uh, I reached out to my buddy who has Taste of the Asian Food Truck, and he has uh, Dragon Ball C was yeah, Sha- uh, so- Sean. 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 Sean yep. had two different quesos. He had like really spicy queso, and mm-hmm. then he had his regular queso. Good food, by the way. Yeah, oh, yeah, and uh, I, I texted him. I was like, how did it end up going? Like, Because we left to watch the Astros game. And the he's like, oh, yeah, this person got first. And I was like, who is that? And he told me the table number. I was like, that's who I voted last.
1: Oh, man.
0: And he's like, yeah, I don't really know how it worked. Like, We got second. Oh, th- uh, there's
1: some money under the table. Yeah, What's going on there? He got
0: second and third because he had two entries, and they were really good. But this other guy, he made a smoked queso, and it was so good oh, like yeah. i've never had queso that tasted like smoke that smoke mm-hmm. that yummy flavor mm-hmm. and i asked him i was like how did you make this he's like well i literally smoked every mm-hmm. single ingredient you every sm- every you- single thing that went into this like mm-hmm. the blocks of cheese he used he smoked you know the peppers smoked Everything was smoked. So
1: much like you can milk anything that has nipples, you can smoke just about anything as well. Yeah. Uh, smoked pickles, those yeah. are good too. Uh, I've had smoked mac and cheese. Yeah. So I imagine he probably makes his queso up and then just plops it into the smoker for a little bit, and it's well, probably no, pretty good. He, he
0: smoked them individually. Wait, smoked what individually? The, all the ingredients. Oh, oh, okay, all right. Because if you, if you have a smokehouse okay. that's like a, a basically— like you hang sausages in. I need it's, some guys in college that had a smokehouse, but it's well, probably know, something altogether different. And, but you know what I'm talking about? Like where you can <clears throat> smoke at a very low temperature, not like 200, I'm talking like 120. Yeah, 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 yeah. And smoke it. It's like, so I guess he smoked the cheese blocks and they didn't melt because they were just sitting there wow. getting smoked flavor. So that took time, but it was good. Uh, Southern Star has some good beers these days. I haven't been there in a while. And there was a lot of people. The there.
1: bombshell, still probably my favorite. I yeah. know that's the weak, you know, Pilsner, or whatever, but yeah. it's
0: pretty darn good. But there were a lot of people there. I was impressed. That's good. So that's good. that I'm was sorry, fun.
1: I'm sorry, your contestant did not win.
0: Yeah. Well, the person I voted for wasn't even son. So.
1: Well, don't say that out loud.
0: You know, so I walked right by his booth and I didn't vote for him. Not voting for you. Well, the, the smoked one was so good. I was like, cause, yeah, that's right. Because the way I judged is, I got little cups of every single one and yeah. I, I ate them already. And then I got them all back again with little cups, mm-hmm. and then I go if I can tell which one's which, like, then I'm gonna vote for the person because I can actually distinguish, like, oh, that's unique, that was this person, and yeah, and there was actually a queso cottage housemaker kind of thing. You heard of the cottage house rules where like you can make food in your house. Yeah, we've talked about it before. So this these guys actually on uh, a radio
1: show called Audience of One. Yeah,
0: and the uh, they make queso, and the queso they made there was like with garlic, so it was, it was like you could tell Ooh. you could tell it was yeah. theirs. Yeah. But uh, the bragging rights went to some random lady, and I felt really bad because I was like, "Do I have horrible taste?" So, who got honorable mention? I don't think there was. There was first, second, and third, and then there's uh, people's choice.
1: Uh, well, that's like an honorable mention. So. I don't understand. Isn't people's choice like first place?
0: Well, no, <laughs> the people have no, chosen. They had judges.
1: We want you to win,
0: but our choice is really this. person. But they had judges. They actually had like hidden judges. I think. Oh, there was I got gotcha. you. I was so the people's choice, and I gave out like.
1: Yeah, see when you're a local radio celebrity such as yourself, you get to be on these judging boards. I, I know yeah. you've done brisket contests and like oh, chili yeah. and all kinds of stuff.
0: Well, the, you know it's so, blows my mind about brisket competition. I don't if the listeners out there have ever been in a brisket competition. We did the Montgomery County Cook-off, which is huge for the the fair. Basically, yes. it's like one of the biggest cook-offs, like 150, 160 teams. Yeah, A lot of brisket.
1: We brought a camera and a mic out there. Yeah, it so was crazy. Yeah, We did do that.
0: That's right. You <laughs> that was your first time there, I'm sorry. Well, the uh, the way they handled it, because I did judging for them for several years, it was always cold, and it was always, like, hours after they turned it in. And I go, I don't really, because I cook briskets, sure. and it's always so good, mm-hmm. like, Brother. an hour mm-hmm. after you unwrap it, mm-hmm. and it's been sitting for, like, the hot, yeah, it's, it's hot.
1: It's like it festers. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. so
0: good, but, like, when you're judging it, you can, you get hundreds of Styrofoam, and it's just cold brisket. I was like, I can't really tell what's good or not. Like, I just can't. But uh, that was tough. That was a tough thing to judge because I wanted to, like, this is a serious competition. There's money involved, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So.
1: Well, the Rangers are playing the Astros right now. Yeah. Um, And, of course, by the time this this show airs, Game 7 will have occurred. And so we will know the winner of the final game of that series. But I'm glad to see it is finally heating up and getting really chippy and one team did not just destroy the other. Um, this is, this is I love the, the rivalry. I love everything about that. It's what makes sports really good. The, the, the part that really is amusing to me are the fans uh, on both sides. So oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not taking sides here uh, uh, either way. But the selective outrage, I think, is something that I, I find pretty humorous. And when it happens in sports, um, it's fairly benign. You know, It doesn't really hurt anybody when it happens in things like politics it can have some some negative recourse but the people who get really upset about something that happens on the other team and they get really really self-righteous about it, like our guys would never do something like that and i'm thinking no really you wouldn't care if your guy did it you're just outraged because the other guy you well know?
0: this also i'm a fan it's, of the astros funny. so ever since their cheating scandal happened it's kind of like we don't the it, first
1: step is to admit it happened
0: and it was like and now we're healing now everyone hates altuve even though yeah. he's good at baseball. He
1: is phenomenal at yeah.
0: baseball. It's kind of one of those weird things where it's like...
1: Yeah, he is phenomenal at baseball. Um, no, I just, I'm just i just amused by it. And, you know, having lived in both areas, I, I have friends in, in both areas, and it's funny to scroll through social media because literally somebody that lives up in the, the, the Dallas area will say, man, these umps, they're giving it to the Astros, Hell man. Yeah. They, they want the Astros to win. And I'll scroll down, and literally the next post will be like... Pfft these umps want the rangers to win <laughs> like people you can't have it both ways it, it cannot be both of those occurring at the same time i'm 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 just really really uh, amused by all of this to be honest with you
0: i can't imagine being an umpire for like a little league baseball team yeah that is like the, you don't get paid enough because i don't even think the do the major league umps are they like a union they actually get paid like that's their full-time job because i think the, oh yeah i think the nfl guys all have a separate job
1: Man, I'm gonna have to look that up. I, I'm I don't know. Sure. Maybe we'll do a segment on that. I'm, I'm gonna make a note to look that up. I don't know.
0: Because I'm pretty sure the NBA folks don't like that's their full time job. They travel with yeah with teams and they're part of the whole system. But I think the NFL, it's like no, they live in the area.
1: Yeah, maybe. And then
0: they only referee like certain games, and then. But uh, I don't
1: know. I don't know. But no, it's it's the litmus test I tend to to live by, and I think this is really over the past several years made me more of a spectator when it comes to politics and sports because if, if the other guy, or I'm sorry, if, if the guy on your team is doing the same thing that the other guy made you so mad about, if you pause at all, then you're not really acting on principle. Yeah. You're acting on emotion or loyalty or something. But if, if somebody is doing something on the other side of the political aisle or on the other team that you're just so outraged about, if you ask yourself, hypocrisy. if you ask yourself, if my guy were doing the same thing, would I be as mad? If you have to pause at all, you you you're, you really shouldn't be mad. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and so I mean, that's the way I, I do enjoy doing it. There. I think it's fun, yeah. and
0: then uh, but I do like. You're right. I do like seeing people's takes, losing
1: on their mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I
0: love it. I love. I love the rivalry. Like this morning in my sports chat group, it's all this negativity, and I was yes. like, I was like, guys, it's too much negativity. Yeah. Like I can't, like I don't. What a
1: difference one game makes, yeah, huh?
0: That's too much negativity, dog. <laughs> uh, but you know, I did see for the first time was the the light PBA mm-hmm. had their strike challenge. I think it was called. Oh yeah,
1: I was looking for the game yesterday, and that was on. Yeah, that
0: was on, and I immediately changed it because I was looking for the game. Uh, but yeah, I've never seen that. Is it,
1: isn't bowling always a strike challenge? I mean, well, that
0: no. So I was like, what is this? And I, you and I like bowling, and so what it is is they get, I believe it's a minute and a half mm-hmm. to get as many strikes as possible. Okay. So, like, it's time. So these mm-hmm. dudes, these professional bowlers, are oh, going no, that... between the lanes. Oh, I've seen videos of guys doing that. And it was, it was pretty cool. very entertaining, because guess what, I was, like, sitting there, and if anyone's been bowling, you know how lanes work, and it's a piece of machine. So sometimes there's problems. And this, I was like, I can't wait for, like, one of these dudes to hit the rack. Like it's gonna happen. Oh yeah, because they're going so fast. They're going so fast, and they're not yep. paying attention, and they hit the rack. And when pro bowlers throw a ball, they throw it hard, and it, like it, like it looked like it almost snapped. So it did actually hit the rack. It, it hit, hit it so point. hard it bent it. It knocked over pins. Mm. That's how far back the uh, did, did the rack it? did they count? No, it? he like raises his hand. And he's like, "What's happening? I'm a pro. I don't do that. Like, this is this is on television." Uh, but uh, it was very entertaining. I was like, and I even messaged the owner at the at the bowling alley we bowled at. It's like, can we do something like this? Cause I would actually beat two handers. Cause that was the definitely advantage for the one handers is they're not as tired. Cause those two have to have to put in all that effort. Maybe and doing it really fast.
1: Yeah, I saw a video years ago of the guy trying to break the world record for the fastest 300 game, and basically he had a ball, and he had some people helping him out. He had probably five bowling balls, and he'd throw one and run to the next lane and throw one, and of course as the ball's coming back on the previous set of lanes, his room would run over and put them on the, the next set of lanes and help him out, and this guy crushed a 300 game in, I don't know, I want to say like a minute and a half. It was pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was pretty But cool. it was fun
0: watching that because uh, I like watching pro bowling, and it's like it's a different game. And it's like, you know, they hate it. They're like, we have to do this. They're like, yeah. I can actually injure myself doing this. And when you get injured in bowling, it's like weird injuries. It's not like, well, I guess it's very similar to baseball. Yeah. Where like you get those pitchers who like twist their ankle, but you didn't see it. And then like the next day, it's like, oh, they're out for the rest of the year.
1: Yeah. It's always a groin. Why, yeah. what is it about the groin? Well, like in
0: hockey they have a weird No matter
1: what sport you're in, the groin is always in peril.
0: Well, like they like in hockey they have a thing I forgot what they call it, it's like a hip injury, but like the way they say it, it's so ambiguous. An impingement of the hip. Or so, well, it's not like a direct left hip hurt. It's more of like he just has a contusion. He has a hip a hip injury. So yeah. it's like what does that mean? Is it like he, he can't skate for a week, or does that mean because they usually, the, the time, you know, they usually tell you the injury, and they say he's out for mm-hmm. X, Y, Z, or she's mm-hmm. out. But, like, for hip, it's range from, like, a week to two years. Yeah, I, but trust I, me,
1: I have hip issues, I know. And
0: but they don't tell you what the specific is, so it's kind of funny to me. I guess they're just trying to keep medical uh, diagnosis. <laughs> yeah. not, Hippo, uh, HIPAA, right? hippa laws. But uh, but yeah, this the weekend was great. I'm glad you had a good weekend. Your Halloween, congratulations! Thank and you, thank you. you. Are, is your house a trick or treat house? It has to be with all that hard work you put in the front yard. Oh
1: yeah, of course. Yeah, see, my neighborhood's a trick or treat neighborhood.
0: Yeah, see, that's it, I always wondered if those still exist because I grew up in one. Oh, mine is big time. And then when when we moved, it the the neighborhood we moved into was not, and mm-hmm. it was kind of uncanny. Like that that first yeah, that first year, year you're, like, <laughs> you're like, where I got is dressed, everybody? What happened? Uh, but yeah, that was one of those things where it was kind of shell shocked, and then I go, "I'm not into this anymore." Since no one else is doing it, I'm not into it.
1: Yep, it is kind of funny how trick or treating has kind of made a comeback with the teenager, because you know when we were, by the time we got to be about 12, we didn't want to trick or treat anymore. That's for little kids. Now, I mean, you have free candy. You basically have adults showing up. I'm like, hold on, I think I th- Andrew's second litmus test of the uh, episode: if you have a mustache.
0: Such as yourself.
1: You ain't getting candy from me. Sorry. You have to have no facial hair, guys and girls. Ain't happening.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. I love it. Everyone. And if you own, don't say trick or treat, you system. ain't getting anything. Like, I love the folks that leave the, the bowl out. It's like, here you go. Don't well, run we the- have
1: done that before because we've been at a, a neighbor's house, or maybe we would go out with the daughter when she was younger. We would leave a bowl out, you know, with the sign that says, please take one, which I'm sure was completely self-regulated, and those kids only took one. But we've done that every now and again. Um, but you know, so, or if we go over to the neighbor's house to kind of consolidate, we'll put the bowl out at our house. You know, it's whatever. It's
0: well, fun. So this weekend, I watched. Let me look it up real quick. So it was a horror movie slash comedy. Is called mm-hmm. Killer. I'll oh, killer something. Killer movie. Twenty twenty three. But what's funny is is a time travel movie, and the lady, the young girl, and it had all these jokes about. Uh, what what do you want to call it like woke and all that kind of stuff and they she goes back to the 80s where her mom and dad started dating at like 16 17 Mm -hmm. and there were so many funny jokes about how everything was so casual back then because like one of the scenes she goes into the school looking for her mom and she was like uh, she's trying to make up some story about an epi pen and like i really need to get to her right now i know you're gonna have to like check my id too and the lady just goes oh pam she's in room 203 (laughs) And she's like, you're not even gonna like check my ID, and she's like, room two hundred three, and it's like, and then times have changed, and then and I was thinking about that with the door to door stuff because now people are doing the trunk or treats, mm-hmm. that's a big deal, it is, and you're a parent, mm-hmm. I don't see you being overly protective.
1: Uh, I mean, it depends, I suppose, right? My daughter did the trunk or treat for her dance uh, team at school. I don't know what has that has to do with being overly protective. Well, it's
0: but, like do you let your people don't let their kids go door to oh, door anymore. Oh, they do that in lieu of That's right, why they yeah. go to the trunk or treat. And like I've had Well, friends. it's
1: just certainly easier for little, little kids to do a trunk or treat because the cars are, you know, in such close proximity to each other. And if you don't know what a trunk or treat is, it's what you think it is. The trunk of a car, they line them up and it's typically some sort of um I don't know, business or trying to promote or something. Yeah. And they, they all they do they, they hand we, out candy from they, the back of lines of cars rather that's than, what than we we do a neighborhood. In our neighborhood. And it's usually done during the day. And it's just you can, you can knock it out in, you know, 30 minutes with a little kid rather than trying to stroll them up and down oh. the street. And that can take a while and whatever. So, yeah, those are popular. I'd, I don't know when those really started. I'd never heard of them until just a few years ago, to be honest with you.
0: Because uh, also another topic I want to cover is costumes. Yeah. Because costume is always a creative thing for everybody. It's like, what do I want to be this year? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And some people have gotten really creative. And then some people some of the costumes that are like I would say mature rated are hilarious. Yeah. Like I went to a party one time and it was a giant male genital. And uh, it, yes. And I'll never forget the moment when the police came to tell us to turn it down. And he answers at the door. And he runs through the party. And so if you can imagine mm-hmm. and he like you know how ridiculous this costume a- was? A- it had a it had a fan in it to blow it up. So he was in one of those, you see those dinosaur costumes where you look like a dinosaur. Uh-huh, like, except it was male genitals. But it was a giant male thing. Mm-hmm. And it, I was sitting there and I'll look and you just see through running. the crowd this tip. <laughs> As, <laughs> As he's <laughs> running. As he's running. I was like, why is he running? Like, we're all 21, bro. Did that, like, did, did that do it for you? No, I was no. laughing. <laughs> my, I was laughing so loud. I,
1: I do think it's interesting how the, the difference in costumes between male and female and how, you know, a woman says, oh, I'm going to dress up like a kitten. A sexy kitten, and they can always just throw a sexy in front of everything. But guys can't do that. Guys can't be like, "Oh, I'm going to be a fireman." Oh no, a this sexy year fireman. its like, all Ken. Oh, gross. No, it's all Ken. Oh yeah, everybody's so now be kin. everyone's Ken. Yeah, but he's so. already sexy. But that's
0: what I'm saying on his like, own. <laughs> but then again, yeah, it's also depending on what kind of party you're going to. I've been to a couple parties that I've had a lot of fun with, and the costumes were a lot of fun. Like one year, I went with uh, with a girl, and she was the tiger. We're the Tiger King. And oh sure, I, I yeah. dressed as. Was it Joe exotic. Yeah, exotic? I was Joe Exotic, and she was the woman Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm. And it was a great costume. Like I was like, I love this because we're a couple and we hate each other. Like the the people are supposed to hate each other. But...
1: Were, were you shirtless? Isn't he like shirtless Oh half no, the time? I, I
0: had the full on <laughs> uh, bone necklace, you know, the, uh-huh, the choker, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. I had you know the. Did you carry like a little stuffed vest, tiger or something with you? And I had the goatee or the handlebars, mm-hmm. which was, you brought back. And I got the mullet. It was great. It was all natural hair. I loved it. That's when I had my long hair. It looks ridiculous, but uh, but now Halloween is gonna come and go. I mean, I can't believe it.
1: It is. It is. So we've got a couple of quote Halloween related stories here. Wonderful. If you wanna, Let's if go. You wanna, yeah. Play the intro show music again. Here we go, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Halloween. Well, so
0: before we start, oh, okay. do you like scary movies or not?
1: Uh, not. I mean, I don't like horror. Suspense, sure.
0: So uh, I do want to give my movie recommendation. I saw Slother House. Okay. It's about a sloth in a sorority house. Sounds and, terrifying. And it's, ma- it's murdering everybody. It's a good movie. You should watch it. Yeah. I think it's on uh, Peacock or Hulu, but yeah. I want to give our onesies a shout out. Go check that movie out. You won't be disappointed. What's it called? It's called Slother House. Slother I think, House. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, oh, boy.
1: Well, police are hoping that a toxicology report will help determine what killed a North Carolina man whose family believes he was mistaken for a Halloween decoration as he lay dead outside an abandoned log cabin. I'm actually kind of surprised this hasn't happened more often, I suppose. But the story goes, uh, this was a China Grove police uh, received um, the report that the death of a 34-year-old man, Robert Paul Owens, and it's a mystery. So, Uh, Apparently there was a groundskeeper who was taking care of a quote-unquote abandoned house. It could have been completely abandoned because he was there mowing the yard. So it was probably still owned by someone. And there's a dead dude, and the lawnskeeper thinks it's just a Halloween decoration.
0: I mean, I I can totally see that.
1: Right, and that's the thing, is I'm surprised it kind of hasn't happened. You know, the the meme has been going around lately of of people saying, you know, don't use plastic skeletons because they're bad for the environment. Instead, use organically local source skeletons. Well, this family actually apparently did this. But no, it's still kind of a uh, a mystery as to what happened to this guy. But like I said, they're hoping that the toxicology reports uh, will help um, because it does not appear that there was any trauma or foul play. But instead... He just laying in the yard. How weird. I mean, you see that kind of stuff all the time. You'll see, like, an arm hanging outside of, like, a truck door, like an yeah. 18-wheeler, and you're thinking...
0: Well, you can get away with a lot of stuff during Halloween. Right. Yeah, you're wearing a mask. <laughs> right. It's like...
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know. What would you do if you were the long guy? You saw that. Would you pick him up and... Oh, this guy's really realistic. Man, they are making these... Cos- uh, these uh, these decorations really, really lifelike these days. Pick them up, mow would, underneath them, put them back.
0: Uh, I mean, I would probably know pretty instantly if I touched it. Like, oh, this is a body.
1: You would think, to me, this sounds like some pretty shoddy...
0: Um, Landscaping? Lawn, yeah, yeah.
1: Land, landscaper, because, come on, man.
0: We probably just showed up and be like, I'm just going to mow around it.
1: That's exactly what it was. But my thought is, wouldn't you be able to... <laughs> Smell that! I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's wearing a mask, or you know, the smell of the fresh cut grass obscured mm-hmm. the stinkiness of the body. Well, speaking of stinkiness from bodies, this is a story from MSN that's kind of creepy. Again, staying on our Halloween theme, nearly 200 bodies removed from a Colorado funeral home because they are being accused of improperly storing the bodies. Now, this is kind of creepy. Apparently, there is this place called Return to Nature Funeral Home in Penrose, Colorado. And they have this uh, sort of natural way of of burying bodies. And it's legal in Colorado. They don't embalm them. They just put them into the ground. It's legal there. I didn't know that was legal at all. But they have a rule that if you're not going to bury the body within 24 hours of either the death or them receiving it, it has to be refrigerated.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
1: Well, if you got a bunch of dead bodies, you don't got enough freezers, you're going to probably skirt the law a little bit and cut some corners. Well, all them bodies started to stink. That's funny. Nasty, man. So uh, I guess people in the area were noticing how nasty the smell was. They went and investigated, and there were uh, 115 bodies were found at uh, the facility, just 34 miles southwest of Colorado Springs. Disgusting. I love it. I just didn't know you could do that. Return to nature. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> well, funny if you
0: think about it, but. I mean, I don't know if you ever handled a death in the family as the funeral. That's why usually funerals happen within like one to two weeks, if not sooner.
1: Sure. Because you got to do something with that thing. Because I
0: always found myself, especially when all my grandparents started dying, it was like, oh, grandma's dead. And you're like, "My after the third one, I was like, oh, that means I have to be there in like two days. That doesn't, like, I have Correct. To, I'm, I have to reschedule yeah, my whole gotta, day. You got to drop everything,
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the appeal here is it's a lot cheaper. It says the average cost of a green burial is $1,800. It doesn't include any embalming fluid or chemicals, and it also doesn't include a casket. They just chunk your body in the ground. So I...
0: I mean, there's nothing wrong with that.
1: <clears throat> no, I mean, I guess that's the way they kind
0: of used to do it.
1: But there goes the whole business of funerals. I mean, it's big business. That's expensive to have a funeral. It's expensive to die, Dick.
0: Well, I always wondered, especially with the plots of your funeral plot or whatever, their grave plot. Yeah. You just buy that one time, right? So these old school cemeteries that are getting full, how are they making money? Because you're not paying rent. Yeah. So it's I like, know. I always wonder... After they fill up? Yeah, it's like, oh, well... I guess I'll,
1: they just move on. They, they realize their investment's only for so long, and, and then I guess just, they get a tax. They don't have to pay taxes on that land because it's a funeral home. I don't know. That's a I good always
0: question. Because I, I guess they really bump up the, the cremation Well, they got a shell fly farm,
1: right? Because... Y- how often have you run across a funeral? I mean, a, uh, um, a cemetery that's like 200 years old? Okay. Very rarely. Yeah, true. You very rarely. When you go back, the you only see them maybe Not everyone's from the turn of the century. Too. True, but eventually you just build on we, top. We actually, you just build on top of those things. Is what I'm getting at? Uh, <laughs> yeah, eventually you're like, okay, everyone here that's dead, their relatives have passed on. No one cares. We're putting up a Walmart. Because this land is really, really valuable at this point.
0: That's what happens. Well, I remember having this conversation with my father because I think my grandfather purchased four plots, or five plots. And it was their kids and them and i was like it's kind of funny that he would do that because they were the chance of them getting married are pretty high right
1: you see that spot right there son that's where you're going to be buried well, the, no but <laughs> it's like, kind of a creepy
0: conversation but, to have with your kid well i remember like when my grandfather take a was good being, look at it was, now. was being buried like my dad pointed out and i go well what about everyone else you have six kids and you have your wife <laughs> we're, we're my sta- mom we're like, going stack them where are we going yeah you know? stack them and i like that idea i was like i was like i guess we're just got to be somewhere it's a, it's else. A, it's
1: a multifamily dwelling at this yeah. point.
0: That's when you have a catacomb. <laughs> Those are tight.
1: All right, last story before the break. Eight. This is really, really funny, not necessarily Halloween-related, but a Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania man riding a tractor was arrested for a second DUI. You're thinking, well, I've heard these before. I've heard of people riding on tractors or lawnmowers when they're hammered and getting pulled over by the local police. But what's funny about this, it was just 17 minutes after a release from a previous DUI. <laughs> I'm thinking there's a loophole in the system here. How does this guy get arrested for DUI? Uh,
0: I mean, no, get let out. That, not even that, man. And like
1: 17 minutes later, means, gets arrested again.
0: That means if he gets released within, give or take, five yeah. minutes, he already has a bottle of vodka.
1: Yeah, or they just didn't hold him for very long. I'm wondering if it was one of those things where they brought him in and went, Ted, you again on the dang tractor. Would you just go home? And he said, sure, got back on the tractor, was still hammered, and they arrested him again. I did. I, I wonder.
0: I, I mean, I did have a friend that got pulled over and did not uh, he passed all the tests and then he got pulled over again almost home and he passed the breathalyzer but the guy didn't like the way he walked or whatever so he got arrested and i was like so how did that feel after the first one where you're like oh good like i like i wasn't drinking and driving on purpose like i had a beer or two but i passed all the tests yeah and i don't like, know and man and then within like 20 minutes you get <laughs> you get pulled <laughs> so over way. again
1: Oh, man. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about high dollar tender, and I don't mean cash.
0: Yeah, I need to start learning about the high dollar tender. I mean the
1: dating app. We'll be right back. Audience of One, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. right here on Conroe's 106.1 and 104.5. Listen to the brain droppings of local hosts, me, Andrew Belchner along with the jewel of Montgomery County Radio, Dick Schisler, Topical musings, news stories, oddities, or just weird conversations that we normally have with ourselves, all mixed together with the occasional guest. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts.
0: Welcome back to Audience of One. It's Halloween onesies. So we're having fun in the studio want to remind everybody, we are on Facebook, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, on podcasts everywhere, uh, Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. And also, you can visit our show page on Lone Star Community Radio at IRLoneStar.com slash A-O-O. That's A-O-O. And uh, just another reminder for our listeners, we are a nonprofit. So feel free to donate to the show or to the station directly or sponsor the program. Uh, all the money that we take in at the station basically makes the station free for people to start their own show. That's why we're able to have our own show, because we're at the very bottom of the barrel.
1: What? I don't even know what you're talking about. We're at the top of the heap, top, baby. The top, top of the heap.
0: Top of the food chain. <clears throat> and then speaking of food chain being the top of it, $500 a month on Tinder... You oh, could, that, you, that's you, upcoming. That's upcoming. You could be in the oh well. I that's that, upcoming. That's, that's what upcoming. you teased with. Right? That's what
1: I teased, but that's upcoming. I'm going to tease it again. Right, so I'm going to no, tease it again. You want to show this picture of this no, no, half so, naked man? Well, what I was going to yeah, I suppose I do. Now, what I was going to ask you, Dick, has has either one of your parents ever really, really embarrassed you before, like when you were younger at school or did something where you see? I really didn't either, and I know there were. I had friends whose parents absolutely terrified them at school. And they were, or they were terrified of their parents showing up because they thought they might embarrass them. Well,
0: you know, it's funny. You say school. I would say today, I've been in situations where I'm embarrassed by them. But it's mainly because (laughs) just like how society has gone crazy on politics. Ah, okay. It's one of those things where, like, if I'm in a social setting with my dad or my mom, I'm like, please just don't talk about this crap because it just gets, it goes off the deep end. And yeah, I could, uh, okay. I could see that now. That's the only time it's like, hey, there's a place and time for everything. And let's just not. Let's not talk about Fox News. Well, I think
1: I think there's an Arizona father who may um, take the cake here for um, embarrassment of his children or to his children. But a father strips down uh, to a crop top and shorts at a school board meeting to protest a proposed dress code that would allow the tank tops and students showing their midriffs.
0: All right, I'm going to show a picture of the full. This is the full get up. So if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, you can watch this. Uh, hmm. On Lone Star Community Radio, They're the full crop top and those shorts, jeans. Yeah, shorts. he's
1: got little uh, Daisy Dukes on. The story goes, he says he has uh, no other way to describe his concerns about this policy, so he'll do an object lesson, and that's when he proceeded to strip down. I mean, yeah, into do it. yeah, and basically said, "Look, this is inappropriate for the courtroom, right?" The same is true for the classroom, that this is a major distraction for the boys and the girls inside the school. We need to keep this more professional. But I love the way he did this at a school board meeting. He appears to be, I don't know, maybe 35, 40 years old. He's not an older guy. I will say, does not quite have the body for that, though. I'm going to be a, a quite objective well, if here. I remember the— he does, He's not pulling it off very he well. He was
0: talking about they changed the guidelines where the clothes only have to cover— Vital things, like it had nothing to do with like legs, vital or arm, like like your nipples. He had to cover your nipples. Wow, and then he had to cover your private parts. But it, that like it, there was no like uh, detailed on what like how many area how much area around the nipples. Yeah, so basically he's saying <laughs> like.
1: Well, you know, when I was in school, they would, like, literally carry the measuring tape around, and they would measure. Can you imagine them going up to the uh, midsection of the young girls in school and measuring from the middle of the— What this guy had a problem with. Yeah, I don't know. The story I have is from NBC News, and it doesn't go into describe exactly what the policy change is, other than— It was vague. It was vague. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, well, Latham, this is the guy's name, he could not be reached for comment. I'm like, man, I really want to have this guy on the show. What a great— He should
0: come out of his own fashion line. He could. With a name like Latham.
1: Latham. Ooh, yeah. yeah. There you go. Latham. Oh, here we go. It says undergarment waistbands and/or straps that are incidentally visible under clothing are permitted. However, undergarments may not be worn as clothing. So at least there's that. You can't show up in your in your well, underwear,
0: Dick. Well, that's why I love about bathing suits. It's like, well, yeah. Somehow it's we, appropriate. Yeah, we
1: have a story about you in bathing suit. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I, don't,
0: I don't. I mean, my birthday suit. If that's what you're talking about. Well, uh, the,
1: apparently those are one and the same. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, that's why I love about bathing suits. Though it's like. Oh, at the beach, it's fine, but if you wear a bathing suit to anywhere else, you get looks.
1: Yes, one parent said that while she supports her children expressing themselves through clothing, she, she believed that the district needed to lead by example. I believe my daughter expresses herself by showing her ass at school. <laughs> Leave her alone. No, she was against it, but I think, I think that was pretty awesome. Well, that certainly, certainly would be a, uh, an embarrassment If that was one of my, if that was my dad, oh my God, not sure I could ever forgive him for that. Okay, so here is the teased story that Digger wanted to talk about right out of the gates. He's really interested, but I wanted to start off by asking you, what is the most frugal thing that you do? Um, For me, I'll answer first, I suppose, Um, I have been known to cut my own hair from time to time. And it's not because I believe that um, I'm so much better than an actual licensed cosmetologist. 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 It's just that afterwards, you know, they cut my hair, and I'm looking at it, and you, know, you give them 20 bucks or whatever it is these days with the tax and tip or maybe even more. I don't know. And I look at it, and I'm thinking, I don't really do anything special because I don't do anything special to my hair. Now, if I had some special hairdo that I liked, of course, I'm going to go get a professional to do it, but I'm just trimming it and cutting it short. I knew that myself. So that's probably the most frugal thing that I do. You got anything that you, you tend to do that's frugal?
0: I mean, uh, I I, mean, I wouldn't really, I don't know if it counts, but I work at a bowling alley for the perks. <laughs> Just for the perks. Yeah. I'm not paying
1: full price for bowling, man.
0: Well, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of weird. No, actually, what I really liked about it was, I wanted to bowl as much as I wanted I can and there's leagues and it's $15 a league and I remember hitting that I was like man this thing's costing me over $200 a month that's a lot of bowling and and that's just league that's not practice that's not yeah. just going to bowl and getting beer so I mean I was spending quite a bit of money and I remember the uh the owner of 300 bowl came up to me and was like, hey, you're here all the time. Why don't you work here? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you get discounts. You get free three free games every day. Right. And you get discounts at the bar. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it. So I work, I think, what, like six hours a week there? Well, there you go. And it's like a real easy there little thing. There
1: you go. See, I thought you were going to say something like the dating apps. Like, I don't pay for dating apps. I use the the free, cheap version of that, and I get whatever I get. Oh,
0: no. I mean... <laughs>
1: Whatever pops up as a match that day, that's what I'm going to get through my free algorithm.
0: Yeah, I don't... I, You know, it's funny. I will say in college I was frugal because I never purchased com- condiments. Oh, I thought you were going to say something Condoms, else. Condiments, yeah. <laughs> never uh, purchased them, man. I'm anti-condom, guys. Uh, all the ladies <laughs> That's how love frugal that. I am. Uh, no. <laughs> don't buy those things. The, uh, the condiments were a big thing in college because we would always be grilling and everything, and it got to the point where I was always buying the thing of mustard and ketchup, and when you have... Five ten guys come over. You use that stuff pretty fast,
1: especially when you use uh, condiments as a meal. Well, which college students have been known but to do?
0: I would basically what I would do is whenever we go to like a buffet or whatever, I literally had a Ziploc bag full of ketchup packets. That's That's right.
1: A, Tonight, guys, mayonnaise stew. That's and right.
0: When they come over for brew a brew that up, they come over for a burger. I'm like, here, use a ketchup packet. I'm not giving you a ketchup bottle. You're using a packet.
1: There we go. Now we're getting to the root of it. Here we go. So, so reusing and stealing of the ketchup packets. Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably fairly common. You ever taken the uh, hotel soap? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How about how about a towel? No. Yeah, because those are pretty gross. I wouldn't want those. I, th- I started no. thinking about how often those things have been used and what they've been used for. Uh, no, I usually- like, no. Nah, I'm
0: good. Usually the soap is taken because it's like, oh, I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to need this. And I use it. Mm-hmm. But now, if you go to—you travel a lot. Like, the last hotel the I was lotion. in, they had, like, the whole Yeah, man, so— And so it's a pump bottle now, so it's like— Those—I
1: fear those, though. Why? Because I'm always afraid that the person before me has put something into the bottle that will, like, like acid or something. It'll, like, melt my face really? off or my that's, hair or something. Or they'll put Nair or something in their the, hair removal.
0: That's the immediate thought you have? Absolutely.
1: I may I may have a little bit of a neurosis about that, but every time I go to use it, I'm like, "Nah, this ain't gonna fly." So I'll bring my own soaps when I can. I bet you that's happened. Yeah. Well, anyways, on the non-frugal side here, I thought this was a fairly interesting story, and considering how you are now actively on the dating app scene, Tinder.
0: No, I'll let you know I'm not on that. Okay. All right. I, I uh I got tired of it because well it's it's all just like all mobile games today it's all pay to play. Right. And right. I got to the point where I was like this is just and I'm wasting too cheap. My time. I'm too
1: frugal. I want the cheap stuff. Well,
0: it's all about the mindset, and I realized oh you got to pay for this to get this. I'm like I don't really want to pay for this to get that. Like I'm I'd rather just meet people in like the old fashioned way. Yeah. So I got things lined up, but it's like on the street. Yeah.
1: In a dark alley. Mm-hmm.
0: I got that girl's card the other day.
1: Oh, look at you. All right, not on our show. <laughs> this is not the dating apps with Dick. Anyway, so Tinder, yes, Tinder, the dating app, I guess it's called a dating app. I thought it was mostly just a hookup app, has unveiled a $500 per month exclusive subscription service. Whoa. 500 yeah, I saw this. bucks. I saw that. And I'm not really good at math, but that's like six grand a year. That's like a car payment, all for Tinder. So I'm wondering, what do you get for this 500 bucks that you're not getting in the 12.99 or 24.99 a month prescri- uh, prescription subscription?
0: Well, what I've learned in my vast experience of dating apps is that where the money really comes into play is being visible. Mm-hmm. So the more you pay, the more visible you are to that person. And well, I, I saw this 500 dollar deal. Before you even sent this, because I'm sure you did. Because apparently, and this is what I love about I like just how disingenuous these dating apps are. The there was a one percent invite that Tinder did that was free. So if you're a high class like mm-hmm. celebrity mm-hmm. or a rich dude, they'll just let you on because they, they want you on. They, there. they want you on there. And from what I understand, that tier gives you access to other people in that tier. So this five hundred dollars is basically just a separation between the poor people and I am rich person. Right. I guess so. And so all the high society people can see other high society people, and us dishwashers uh, don't get access to that. So I guess
1: it's all about quality and quantity, huh? I mean, if I'm paying five hundred dollars a month, I want I want access to all of the top prospects so to speak that's it that's a ton of money it says the new paper uh, play paper play see tier was offered to less than one percent of the tinder users so they're not even offering it to everybody so i guess you have to apply no no, no like uh, yeah, i think they no, wrote I, I no read, not not for you sir
0: no i think no this is what the transition is is now if you just pay you're in so if you're just
1: it says the new pay to play tier was only offered to less than one percent maybe now but yeah, i'm saying
0: that's why they're doing now it's yeah. like you're paying five hundred dollars because before it was free like if i was taylor swift and i wanted to go on twitter they be like hey, here you're taylor
1: oh i see what you're saying it, this was something that was offered only one percent but yeah. now you
0: can pay and, and now you can just be part of the now one. taylor
1: swift may pop up in your yeah got it I didn't realize they, uh, Tinder has a um, several tiers that yeah. they offer. So it's kind of funny, I guess, as you move up, well, the see, quality that, that was the quantity con- of—
0: That was the conundrum I was in quote, unquote, with it because— Options. The more money you pay, the more dates are going to go on, and that really disturbed me. Like, I did not like the idea of, yeah. like, oh, I'll have 10 dates this week. Well, let's see if it works out. Like, I did not like that, and I didn't like the idea of going on a date, and that same person I'm going on a date was going through the same thing I'm going through, and it's like, oh, this lady's hooking up with 10 other dudes. like, I want to be special.
1: I just like how they're they're trying to, like, legitimize it in this argument, though. No, no. It's y- so funny. You because you
0: realize how these dating apps have, like, ruined the way to make relationships with the opposite sex or with, like, uh, sexual people you're interested in? I
1: suppose I do not.
0: Because, well, I'm just saying because now it's like uh, let's hook up first and then we'll figure it out after.
1: No, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially with Tinder, I mean that's kind of what yeah, it was that's... known for. But that's what I'm saying is this article is really funny because it says, "quote We know there is a subset of highly engaged and active users, yeah, yeah, who prioritize more effective and efficient ways to find connections." You know, they're talking about sex, right? <laughs>
0: Love this. Well, no, it's It's, what I mean. That's how it works, man. And I and that think that's I'm not that kind of guy, unfortunately. And I'm like, no, I'd rather just go on a date and just have fun. And then if it goes to that, great. But like, that's not because I've had friends who literally go, yeah, you just get on, and within an hour you're meeting them, and you're you're doing the business.
1: Especially if you're paying five hundred bucks a month, I would want them to show up at my door. That's ridiculous, man. You're not a girl. that's what
0: girls girls expect. They don't have to pay the five hundred dollars.
1: Yeah, this is. Yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, it's all dudes. I'd like to see yeah. the, the diagram of the demographics on that. It's all different What's the status
0: symbol? I guess is it? Yeah, because you see it on. the- If po- I'm a chick, I don't want to. I, I would no, like if, to think. If I imagine, if you're if you're a chick and you see on their profile they have a, the golden star or whatever this, yes. they let people Tinder select. They let people know they spent five hundred dollars.
1: Right. Exactly. So I, if I'm a chick, I'm scared away by that because you know no, he's getting no. all kinds you have to of be shallow. All shallow.
0: So it's like. You gotta think about a real women thing and they're shallow and they want people with who are rich. All right. Well, I think we need to we <laughs> Right? Is that
1: right? <laughs> well, we need to uh, we need to get some sponsors and donations to the audience one show so we can get that Tinder for Select me? for you to just to see And
0: then the the huge disappointment they'll <laughs> <laughs> realize, oh, you have a nonprofit radio station? <laughs> this is, I don't see anybody really dealing with that. Oh, it's Which awesome. is a real life experience for me I love it I love having <laughs> that Like what do you do Like you're really funny Oh I have this non-profit That doesn't really make a lot of money
1: Oh chicks oh. dig that You have a big heart Yeah but
0: that's only You run only, a non-profit At the end of the day Women only want security You know And money mm. They don't care
1: Okay so That's, that's why what I want to you... be a cult
0: leader So I don't have to worry about Ooh, that that's... Yeah I can have multiple women And I don't have to like Worry about one Yeah you can justify it God said it was okay Man, that's what I love when you watch those interviews. If you're like there's for like a year or two years ago, there was all these documentaries about the polygamy cults and Did stuff like that. we just like really transitioned to cults. Yeah, this is awesome. I, but I was dating apps to cults. I, there was one that was on Netflix. I, I think it was called like oh what was it? It was really creepy. But they interviewed these couples that had multiple like the higher up in the church you were, the more options you had, like more, more wives. The more
1: chicks you were allowed.
0: And what was amazing to me is they're interviewing this couple that was they left the church. And she was like the fourth wife, so clearly he chose her to be like the you know the right. monogamy wife, and they were just talking about living in that world. When what I love is this woman had all these emotions about it, and just really in depth interview. And the guy's like, he like legit goes. I had four wives. I was doing okay.
1: <laughs> it was literally pound town like, all the time for like, me, man. I was, like I couldn't believe. I it. was
0: really, really religious. No, I couldn't believe he had the balls to sit <laughs> next to the woman who he he's put right, through. Right. This like she was like she went into like it was terrible. Like we we respect each other, but we all knew we were trying to fight for his affection. And it was definitely a. He's man's, about to defect and go back. Oh, that's oh, that's what I was like. This guy just drops that bomb right in front of her. They're like, this guy's crazy, man. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I that I, I forgot. I was like, "Keep sweet." I think it was. It was really creepy, man. Because like, the head guy had like forty something wives. The head guy, huh? That like the main mm-hmm. church dude, right? And then it got Continue. really, it got really questionable when he had like fourteen year olds being married to him. Oh no! Now now pe- we've crossed over. Yeah, it was we've crossed. Really yeah, we've crossed really over. Really weird. But yeah, I was just I always liked that idea, especially like Twitter, Tinder. Things the same thing. It's like, how are these people not going on multiple dates and hooking up? Yeah, like, well, five hundred bucks a month, you can do whatever you
1: want. Well, staying on this, Well, isn't there for, a
0: service wait, that you could pay to like pairs you? And that's not like I'm talking about. It's more in depth. Where like, if I'm a rich dude, I can pay this person like ten grand to find me a a person to go on a date with. It's actually my status. I suppose because this is like a this is kind of like the online version of that. Yeah, right? yeah, I guess like so. I'm trying to find I'm, people. With my I'm status, sure that
1: exists. Yeah,
0: because I've spent five hundred dollars
1: on it. <laughs> right. I want to know somebody else who spent the same. Well, staying on this frugal... Does it um, turn on their
0: camera? <laughs>
1: this frugal theme, <thing, laughs> I, I love this. This made me think of, of you, Dick. It's something that I think you could probably pull off or at least try, but a man fakes a heart attack 20 times at different fancy restaurants to avoid paying the bill.
0: I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see the end game of that, like the actual third act. I love it. Because you have a heart attack... <laughs> So he fakes it so much that he's like, "I gotta get out of here! Call the ambulance!" Like, yeah, the, the, right. As
1: the bill comes, oh, oh,
0: I'm yeah. Coming to does see he you. wait for an ambulance, or is it more of like, yeah, he's got
1: to get out of there before he has to pay a bill? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: I, I, that's that's just a fine line.
1: Well, it's in Spain, so maybe they have socialized medicine. You don't have to pay for anything. It says a man in Spain was arrested yeah, after I faking heart that. attack to pay for a meal. He repeated the stunts twenty times just in this particular year, and this one officer arrested him on four different occasions he would order things like lobster and whiskey um and i can't pronounce this one word it intro, i don't know what that is but anyways he was eating and dining on fine foods and as soon as the bill would come he would suddenly have a heart attack dick i'd like to think you could do some
0: of these things <laughs> i mean I, I, why would you have a heart attack just leave
1: yeah, well, I guess if you're having a medical incident, it's not against the law, yeah. but if you leave, you're thereby stealing. I mean, he's technically stealing no matter what, right? Yeah. But in his mind, eh, you know, I had a heart attack, or at least I had the symptoms of when of I really thought I was having a heart attack. I'm sorry. Oh, well, so like it. I this, I like it. yeah, that's the next story is really, really cool. So apparently uh, from USA Today, there is the Toy Hall of Fame inductions going on. And I love these stories. They come up every now and again. But this is the, quote, Forgotten five classic toys that are up for induction. And apparently you can vote on these. I don't know where the information is to vote. But it's got a picture there. I don't know if you want to show the picture of the five toys that are up for induction. And it's pretty cool, man. Um, I think, like, a few years ago, one of the the greatest toys ever invented was, like, the stick. Did you hear that one? Because kids from... You know, before the dawning of time, basically used a stick you know, as a toy. And what was that considered early
0: the... that early eighteen hundred or like no, late eighteen hundreds toy? Where it was like a wooden uh, wooden wheel or like mm-hmm. a hula hoop, and he had the stick and he used the stick to roll the wheel, and like the kids would run while doing it, see how fast they could go. Oh, Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... I always wondered where you to play with that because some kids can go for a long time. Yeah. So I wonder how many kids got like hit by horses and stuff because they're just not paying attention. They're just they're just spinning the wheel. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I I, I do. I do. And then yeah, so there's going to run over cuz they're not paying attention to anything.
1: So the 5 are the Fisher-Price corn popper and that's the one that's got a little wheels and a little dome and yeah, you push seen it. That. That's a classic. I love that. The My Little Pony doesn't, don't think that needs any um, description. Pez, a Pez dispenser. I don't know that I would categorize that as a toy, but I mean it is pretty classic. That
0: kind of sucks when you learn how to Pez.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then what do you do? You're like, oh, just throw it in the trash. So Pez was founded in 1948 and sells three billion individual candies each year, and has about 60 or 70 currently dispensers currently in production. The Hall of Fame said. So I wonder which one goes in. Is it just Pez dispensers in general? Yeah. I don't know. you got to pick one, though, right? Darth Vader. That'd be mine. Uh, The pogo stick. Yeah, it was first invented in the 1900s. I'm surprised that's not already in it. Uh, Yeah, exactly. That's like
0: one of the... Foundational toys. Yeah, I could still,
1: kind of like the stick, I could still go to Walmart and get a a, a pogo stick now as I could back in 1920 if there was Walmart back then.
0: Yeah.
1: I I was always frustrated by the pogo stick when I was little because I was a smaller child and I could never get that thing to spring. You had to have a little. Yeah, you got to be fat. You got a little girth to you to get that thing. Yeah, yeah. And of course, my daughter has one. She asked for one years ago and uh, I haven't gotten on it, but I remember at the time bouncing on that thing and I could fully compress those springs now and it was just this joyous moment. Yeah. I'm like, look at me i the pogo king. Using as
0: intended. I love it.
1: Yes. And then the last one is Transformers. You ever
0: seen someone get on a pogo stick on a trampoline?
1: Oh, my. <laughs> no. It's nuts. Uh, yeah. I can nuts. imagine that is uncontrollable. That's an uncontrollable bounce, which is probably what makes it very entertaining. So um, in the picture there, it's a picture of uh, Optimus, Optimus Prime. Yeah. Not Optimus. Classic. And I have an Optimus Prime story that's very near and dear to my heart because I received... An Optimus Prime for Christmas, I believe it was Christmas of 1983, and I was elated. I can remember this clear as day, super elated to get it, frantically opening up the box, and I broke it immediately, right there, and never got to play with him fully, because I somehow just broke him, I broke him in half, or I broke the trailer off him, I can't remember specifics, but I can remember being so excited, and then my... Excitement went to immediate, just God, you're an idiot. Terror, <laughs> yeah. So, out of those five, there, which one's getting your vote? The My oh, Little Pony stick.
0: pogo stick, hundred percent pogo stick. That's unisex toy, yeah, and yep. it's been around the longest, I bet. yep I think and so. And you can still buy it today.
1: Yeah, the My Little Pony came out in 1982, and so yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm with you on that. The pogo stick gets my vote. Uh there you go. Let's yeah, man. It says other finalists announced in September. Baseball cards, battleship, bingo, boppet. You remember the Bop yeah, It the handheld Bop game? It. Those yeah, those are fun. Cabbage Patch Kids. Choose your own adventure game books, collect for. Um oh, nerf toys. Well that's pretty generic. I mean, there's all kinds of nerf toys. You're gonna have
0: to Well there's Nerf Toys. That's not they're all kind of the same idea. They shoot Shoot something into yeah. somebody's
1: eyeball, yeah. Uh Slime and then Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm surprised lawn darts didn't make it. <laughs> I can't believe that was actually ever a toy marketed towards children. Yeah. Here's a sharp I'm object.
0: I wonder if dice are in there. Right.
1: <laughs> and a trash can with some stuff you can light on fire. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. Are, what's that? What? What? Hmm? Are you a uh, fan of sumo? And I mean sumo yeah. wrestling. I've
0: actually seen it.
1: Who? In person?
0: Yeah. Rot. it wasn't like the legit sumo. It was like wait a practice thing. so
1: but were they still real big
0: yeah i think it, it was uh, uh for some odd reason in houston i think houston oh it was here locally yeah it was like uh one of the guys who's actually like a sumo wrestler he participates in tokyo and all that kind of stuff he lives here yeah. and so w- for some reason one of my gym buddies was like hey you want to go watch like a amateur sumo wrestling like this guy's practicing and I was
1: wait, like, so, wait, amateur, but he's like a real so. But it wasn't like for a title. Oh, okay, like so it wasn't it, like a legit. Oh, we all right. paid tickets. So it was the he was a pro, but it was not an, a sanctioned event.
0: Yeah, like you could go and watch, and it was. So
1: he was just going to go beat up on slightly lesser fat guys.
0: Yeah, awesome. But it was like the local sumo club.
1: Yeah, do you know so. all the rules? Because I'm I'm always confused when no. I watch it on TV. I'm like, how did that work?
0: Like, I don't think you can turn around.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Well, like, you, well, I meant like, you're always had to be facing your opponent, unless oh. you're unless you're flipping them. Yeah. So like you can't do turn around. And you can't and, get
1: outside the ring. Like I know you, that you can't push. If you push the guy outside of the ring, you're it's beep. over. It's it's over. That's it's the done. whole
0: point of it. That's the whole point. Yeah. Like okay. You, well, see,
1: then, then I knew the rule. Of the whole point. Thank yeah. you.
0: But I, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can't grab from behind because like you have to be facing your opponent. Are
1: these rules for sumo or tender?
0: Uh, depends on what level of tender. You <laughs> okay. Have. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? I was thinking about <laughs> this tender conversation we're having, and. <laughs> I I was like cuz all these apps make me have a great time, right? I I was like I'm surprised they don't have like weekly STD
1: oh my checkups.
0: god checkups. Like you have to scan a document.
1: I mean, I would feel more
0: comfortable if that I mean, were the that's case. What I was thinking of that. I was like but you, if
1: you're paying five hundred bucks a month, you would hope that everyone's already well. No, cleared, that's why. Well, right? no, maybe why, the chances are less. That's
0: why you're paying five hundred, so you don't have to tell them. And just stick to. Just stick to. Well, no, I was thinking bots. that because it's like you know, they do a verification now. It's like verify yourself. Take a picture of your face and blah blah blah, blah, blah. Oh, really? Oh yeah. And then I was gonna wear of sudden, that, I, and I go, well, "Why would they verify me? Like, I would like to let people know I'm STD free. Like, I'm pretty sure that's because that's a conversation that always has to happen, right? Yeah. So I think we're at the fifty-five minute mark, so we can uh, have this conversation. I saw your eyes immediately dart. And I'm like, uh "Oh, what just happened?" Uh, but yeah, I, that was one of those things. I always wondered in today's world. I was like, "How do people have that conversation on the first date?" And especially with the Tinder world being so loosey goosey, and it's like, I want to. I kind of like don't want to boast about it, but I kind of want to be able to have the liberty to ask them, right. like, "Hey, yep. do you do you have those four STDs that are are not?" Uh, what do you uh can't cure you can't cure those things one so. of the
1: four in the std hall of fame
0: yeah like <laughs> i just wanted to know if you have that because it's not saying no but i mean i'll risk it for the biscuit but
1: well getting back to sumo <laughs> apparently japan's uh flag air carrier had to make last minute changes to deal with excess weight but not from baggage but from a group of passengers who also just happened to be Sumo wrestlers. Yeah. You know, we talked about this when we had our pilot buddy in as a guest months and months ago. How important weight is. Yeah, and, and they take all these estimates, and I guess it's for fuel. Yeah. And that kind of makes me nervous, because I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait You mean that they cut it that close to where several hundred pounds makes that big of a difference on fuel? That scares the crap out of me, man.
0: Well, I always wondered, because uh, I have a large dad, and <laughs> I always wondered... Because he hates to fly, but I always wondered, like, when you're buying a plane ticket, do you have to put your weight?
1: No, that, that's the thing. Is I, I'm like, do they just take a guesstimate of each person? They go, okay, we know that this person's gonna probably have an average weight of 185. I don't know, but yeah, uh, apparently, how
0: much, What's TMI when it comes to the right. Like, I wonder how right? oh, that really works. Did you did you be in before the
1: flight? I mean, how how accurate are we getting? But yeah, no, uh, apparently, be,
0: wouldn't that be great? The lady comes on like. Psh- all United Airline uh, passengers, please use the restroom and try to get rid of as much as you can.
1: Because fuel is going to be pretty tight on this flight. <laughs> Japan Airlines realized uh, that two of its planes were at risk of exceeding their weight limits, carrying the wrestlers who were on their way to Amishi Olishma. <laughs> I love this. Every week I have these. Yeah. And uh, it's an island just south of, uh, for a sports festival, so it says just south of Japan. And yeah, apparently there were two groups with 27 of those guys on them. And they were uh, supposed to take off at separate flights on October 12th, but they said, uh-uh, not going to happen. The sumo wrestlers weighed an average of 264 pounds. I'm going to say that's got to be some amateur ranks of sumo wrestlers, right? Because don't those guys weigh in excess of 500 pounds?
0: Yeah, Well, yeah, but it would, again, this is something that I feel like, and this is going to sound really mean, but everyone encounters weird things that you are gonna have to do again. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you like have, this show. Well, you'd mm-hmm. have the intuition to be like, "Hey, last time I got kicked off this flight because I am a sumo wrestler. I want to call next time, Like, hey, I am a sumo wrestler.'
1: Yeah, what do they do with like? The I weigh five
0: hundred. Like- I weigh five hundred <laughs> pounds. I think I'm Tinder. Yeah, I am tender. Yeah. I got get that five hundred dollars a month, dog. Well, uh, I really do. It's like, yeah, like I I will let people know. And I guess I mean that's just part of his life.
1: But, I mean, they transport these people all the time. I'm surprised this doesn't happen. This is the first time, well, it's the first time I've heard of it. It does say here that their average passenger is 154 pounds, but this is in Japan. So they're a little smaller over there, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. You'd
0: fit right in. I I would. I would. (laughs) Let's go go to Japan, dude. (laughs) Let's do AOO in Japan.
1: Absolutely. I had another story about a woman who wouldn't leave her Airbnb, but we're going to save that for next week. I would only
0: eat that fish that kills you, that has a chance of killing you. Like the blowfish—that's oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. only food I would eat. I'd awesome. be like, Every meal's a a roulette, <laughs> Russian roulette. I love it.
1: All right, the fun story before or at the end of the show here—the quick hit. I want you to show this picture. This is really, really cool. This is the world's oldest terrarium. This is by a man named, or was created by a man named David Latimer, and he sealed this thing 53 years ago. And I'm not sure if it was just an experiment or whatever, but in 1960 he got curious and decided to plant a bottle uh, with a seed. Um, it's pretty crazy, but at the time he well, never would have. I want
0: sh- get- to show people this real quick. Yeah, yeah. That's what
1: I'm saying. You got yeah. to see this. So he sealed, he put some dirt and he put uh, this type of plant. I forget what type of plant it was. Doesn't say. But, anyways, he watered it one time. He opened it in 1972, watered it, and then sealed it back up. And it has not been opened up since. But yet, this plant continues to just grow and thrive. Uh, And basically, what they're saying is this is an example of basically a small miniature Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's self-sufficient.
1: It's self-sufficient. You ever seen
0: aquariums like
1: that? Um, I guess so. Yeah, you put enough... Of the right type of fish yeah. and everything you don't have it to takes a lot of practice yeah yeah you get all the ph just right with the the ecology of the fish and and, the and stuff then some ma- in
0: there. some maid comes in and opens it up and am like oh i gotta clean this and it just ruins, ruins the whole thing
1: no! okay here it is it says in 1960 he started uh, by placing a quarter pint of water and compost in a 10 gallon bottle he then lo- lowered spider warts seeding uh seedling with a wire and then he sealed it in a corner, blah, 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 and only opened it once since then. And there it is. Pretty cool. It's really, really cool. Awesome, man. That is all we have got for this week.
0: So, where are you taking me?
1: Uh, on a date. Well, if you fix yourself up a little bit more often, maybe I would take you out. Although you so do look good. You are quite dapper today, again, with this sweater. And
0: Well, it's, it's the station sweater. For some reason, the AC works for like on high for four hours. It's yeah. freezing in the morning, and then I just kind of forget I have it on. But All right. I don't get it.
1: Well, hopefully next week we will have um, Matthew Black from yep. Ingenious Brewery. Like yep. I said, he was supposed yeah. to be in today. He had a, a last-minute, uh, I guess, change of plans. So we had to improvise this week, and I'd like to think I we did it. a pretty yeah. darn good job of last minute improv- improvisation.
0: Well, let us know how much you like it. You can always reach out to us, at one show at gmail.com, Send us your articles, or if you want to try to be a guest, we do have a, a very select five hundred dollar <laughs> appearance fee. Uh, no listener, <laughs> it's
1: a, if you want to be a, a select AOO one z five hundred a month.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I would charge uh, to be in front of me. And you
1: get you get the best. Oh, never mind, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do want to... You get the best Richard. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do want to let people know that at the beginning of the show, I talked about a movie. It's called Totally Killer.
1: Are you on the take with these people? What's up?
0: No, I, it was a time travel horror movie. It was fun. Totally Killer. It's on Amazon Prime if you want to just waste your day like I did. Awesome. But yeah, audience to one next Wednesday. We'll see you guys in November. That's right,
1: November.